Welcome to this series of Dundeal podcasts. In this collection of five episodes, um, I talk about my career in sport and offer some guidance, some tips, some networking possibilities, and some general ideas about how to build a career in sport. That starts with building relationships, visualizing your network and developing relationships, supercharging your knowledge base, getting into the process and protecting the process that you start, and then trying to see potential opportunities after doing all of those things, day after day, week after week, year after year. I hope you enjoy this series of five talks. Let me know any feedback, enjoy them. There's a question and answer session as well for you to listen to from when I did this as an original YouTube series. And uh, let me know your thoughts. Welcome to everybody that's joining from around the world. Thank you, everybody, for, for joining. We've had some, um, yeah, lots of um, people from all over the place um, joining for these chats. So thank you, firstly, for sticking by me for the week. Thank you also for um, joining me on a Friday. I know it's not the easiest time to <laughs> um, want to keep learning and keep building in processes and keep thinking about careers on a Friday um, evening, at least in the UK. Um, but it, it's been great. I, for one, have really enjoyed it. I've absolutely loved all of the questions. Um, it's been really good just sharing some um, knowledge and thoughts and things that um, have helped me over the years. Um, and we're almost at the end of the, the course, really, so it was more or less supposed to be a five-day course. But today was almost supposed to be a wrap-up. Um, and I was then just trying to give a bit of thought to um, maybe some of the key messages. Um, so before I do that, and then obviously we can get into the Q&As um, in due course as well in a few minutes, what I wanted to do was just give a few of those recaps of the, of, of the four days to date and then just focus on, on one particular thing that I know has helped me. Um, and it's actually just reviewing a few books and particular key messages that I've had from, um, from some of the morals of particular stories. But again, I think that the important thing that I just want to stress to all of you guys, obviously, is it's brilliant that you're, that you're wanting to learn and you're wanting to put these processes in place. And again, the important thing I think, I think um, to, to stress is a big counterintuitive takeaway if you want to get into sport for the long term don't worry about the short-term job opportunity the opportunities will arise by building those relationships by supercharging your knowledge and if you remember on day one we talked about how you'd start doing that process how you'd start forming those particular habits and how do you go about doing that as quickly as possible, i.e. some practical sort of um, techniques that you can go through. And on day two, if you remember, what we did was what we thought about is just say you've got a couple of relationships or you've got quite a lot, how you actually visualize that. So again, that ecosystem, how do you manage to be able to visualize all of those particular networks, connections and starting of those building relationships? And at the same time, actually just give some tips for um, building those relationships, knowing the person, knowing their um, particular personalities, um, whether they're more interested in talking just business, whether actually they want to be more friendly, whether they've got certain personality traits that you can associate with, whether you can build those good relationships. And again, it doesn't need to be best friends with everybody. It just needs to be at those particular times when you keep in touch with people and you maintain relationships that then they can pick up the phone to you or you can pick up the phone to them. And again, day three, 
what did we go on to talking about then? Um, I think the, the mantra was um, read, consume, repeat. So it was the idea of starting to read five things a day, making very small changes in your day, marginal habits um, that would make a big um, um, fundamental difference in the long term, but not think overthink it, not spend hours and hours on do things, try and read five more pieces a day. Um, and then what you do at the same time is track it. Um, get a knowledge journal, write down some of the key points. I saw, hopefully, Jody, you won't mind me saying it because Jody's on the uh, on the chat tonight. Um, yeah, we had a WhatsApp earlier today and Jody started doing that. She was showing me just the, the knowledge journal that she'd put together over the last um, over the last week or so, which is fantastic, which means it's that tangible stuff. It's that technique that you can start. It's the building of the understanding and the knowledge and investing um, in yourself. And again, it's that point where I think it at least anyway is those invisible habits that no one else sees that pays off in three years time or five years time or a decade. And it was hopefully the idea of getting into the habit, um, maintaining the routine um, and building on those processes and processes. And yesterday, hopefully uh, one of the bits to try and explain was then um, multitasking the combination of both doing um, uh, knowledge building exercises, reading, um, looking for content, listening to podcasts, building that knowledge base in your specific area, but then obviously your common interest um, on a variety of different things as well. Um, and, and, and what uh, Dr. Urk had said as well, which I really enjoyed um, too when he mentioned it, was protecting the process. Once you're in it, once you're starting to do those things, once you're networking, once you're building relationships, once you're reading more stuff, protect the process. You've started, you're nurturing it. You've got to then continue it as much as possible. But what I think hopefully I mentioned as well is that you'll definitely fall by the wayside sometimes. Things won't go perfectly. It'll be tricky at times as well. Um, you might not be able to do things. You might be unwell. You might have to go and do something else for a little bit. But as much as possible, keep those processes in mind because they do become more automatic and and what i think that i found as well um i mentioned yesterday too was you've got to tap into something you've got to think long and hard about the why why are you wanting to do this why do you want a, a job in sport why do you want to invest in yourself why do you want to build a network because you've got to tap in to that um, idea um, and what is fueling that idea and I think the phrase I think I used was finding the trigger finding the trigger deep within you the why and it sometimes takes a little bit of time and effort to consider um, is why you want to do this and, and as a result what can happen is um, I think and this is what I, again I said over the week is you don't think about the long-term goal sometimes. What you've got to do is enjoy the steps along the way. And you enjoy the steps on the way because actually you're, you're enjoying the doing. You can obviously enjoy and think about the long-term aim of wanting to do the, get into the sports industry or any particular industry. But the short term is you're doing it because you want to invest in yourself. You want to learn more. You want to be able to build relationships, um, etc. And so the, the theme then, which is hopefully the unifying theme of all of this, is, you know, um, the, 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 um, I think the, the title was um, Opportunity Plus Preparation Equals. And um, in a way, it's not supposed to be some algebraic um, equation by any means. But what I, what I tried to think about when I was writing the topics um, or the headlines, basically, was thinking about what, what, what is all of this for? 
and ultimately what I considered actually it was for was to do with growth, growth of yourself, however that is, mental growth, you know, maybe not physical growth, but the ability to be able to actually get better, more resilient, more determined, uh, more practical, uh, more proactive, all of these type of things. And it actually then recall, made me recall um, one of my favorite books. And I haven't actually got it, unfortunately, to be able to show because I gave it to someone um, a little bit ago. And it's a book called um, Mindset, Mindset by um, a fantastic doctor called Dr. Carol Dweck. And um, Dr. Dweck more or less wrote a book on mindset considering the benefits of what she considers to be a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. So I'm just going to quote a couple of examples that I, I wrote down in preparation for this because I think it's key just to try and explain some of the differences between what can be a growth mindset and what can be a fixed mindset. And she explains how a fixed mindset makes you concerned with how you'll be judged, whereas a growth mindset makes you concerned about improving. And similarly, when people believe that their basic qualities can be developed, failures may still hurt, but failures don't define them. And if abilities can be expanded, if change and growth are possible, then there are many paths to success. So my theme running through today, to a degree, was growth. We've, we've discussed about growing your network, growing relationships, growing your knowledge base. But actually, almost the most important thing, I think, at least from my perspective, which has been over the years, has been actually growing your mindset. And I only read the book a few years ago, and I really, really enjoyed it. I saw lots of um, fixed mindset um, characteristics in myself, and I saw a decent amount of growth mindset characteristics as well. Um, but what I then realized is that it did actually make me think about um, my own journey to an extent, which was, you know, <laughs> over the years, does, does every appraisal go perfectly? Absolutely not. Um, does everybody love my book? No. <laughs> Look at the Amazon reviews for starters. Um, hopefully most of them are right, but yeah, a few not so. Um, but ultimately, do I need to constantly improve and learn and develop as myself? Do I need to improve my skills? Absolutely is the answer. And the book that I'm just going to show you again, the book that I really um, enjoyed, which took Carol Dweck's point on in a little bit of detail, um, was this actually I mentioned yesterday, which is the You Are Awesome book or the day before by Matthew Syed. And is a kid's book, but I've read it three or four times now. Maybe that says something more about me. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was some brilliant, brilliant just um, ideas and thoughts and morals to this, which I'll, I'll, I will read to my kids at some point, but I actually thought it resonated more for me was the truth. And it was the, the, the thesis or the theme was more or less as follows, which was, I thought it gave a pretty clear, concise, straightforward message, which is you can get better and improve and extend your skills through hard work, planning, and what Matthew Side talks about in quite a few of his books, purposeful practice. And he gives this example of actually believing you can literally grow your brain and improve as a result. And that's what I want to try and do is the ultimate um, thought piece here, which is, it, you know, it, it can be this idea of 
growing physical things, physical networks, virtual networks, believing in yourself more, um, increasing your knowledge. But ultimately, you've got to have a little bit of a change of mindset, which is I'm not perfect. I'm going to improve. I'm not going to get everything right always. But what I'm actually going to do is keep investing in myself um, in terms of mindset and in terms of time and in terms of effort and in terms of what I can do better because like anybody else, I think I can do better. And and then what Carol Dweck talks about as well as Matthew Syed in their two books, as much as other books also do, is it then builds these great innate qualities which are very difficult to um, to um, to understand sometimes when you're in it when things aren't brilliant when you know you feel down about stuff when things aren't going to plan when um you feel like your luck isn't possibly in all the time but you've got to try and build those resilience banks those persistence banks those that grit and that's sticking with the process even if the results aren't immediately visible because what you are doing is you are building that um invisibility point you are building and investing in the invisible that might not be visible for everybody else but it will be visible in your piece of paper on your ecosystem it'd be visible for um you looking at your knowledge journal three years on from reading 500 articles that have put you in a better place to actually know when you go and speak to someone in a conference about a particular topic you can speak with confidence about that because actually two weeks ago you read something which linked into another piece which linked into another piece and that's what it is in my mind it's the stuff that no one sees that sets you apart. And it should be pretty um, exciting is the truth. My, my, in my mind, um, that's ultimately what it is. The more hard work and effort you put in, in the right way, through the right channels, doing things in um, you know, a considered way, that's the type of stuff that sets you apart. And, and if I can just mention one other book before we go on to some, um, some questions. Um, there's another brilliant book that I read um, called Grit, and it's by a lady called Angela Duckworth. And um, Angela, as well as um, uh, Carol, and as well as Matthew Cyber, also but specifically Carol um, in her TED Talk, and Angela in her TED Talk is absolutely fantastic. If I'd recommend just a few things or pieces of content for today, it would definitely be those two um, TED Talks by Angela and Carol. And what Angela talks about um, in her TED talk is she talks about grit. I'm just quoting her now. Grit being the staying power of combining passion with perseverance in order to attain long-term goals. And in a way, that's hopefully, I've probably plagiarized my whole course on those particular points, but that is what we are talking about here. Combining your passion for sport with perseverance and not giving up and keeping on with the process of doing the same good things and investing in yourself in order to attain the long-term goal. The long-term goal being at some point, if it works through and you can continue to do these processes, the long-term goal um, of working in the sports industry. And again, you'll do that by doing all of those other things beforehand. So that's that. Um, uh, for the first time, I was actually at 15 minutes for, for my talk, which is quite unusual because <laughs> I tend to rub it on a bit longer than that. Um, but what I wanted to do was just ask for 
any questions we have a little bit of, of time on friday uh, this being the last day but um really appreciate everybody joining so let's have a quick look at some <clears throat> questions as they've come in um okay uh aria what can you offer them not what they can offer you yeah exactly so i think that's the thing flipping that conversation around is really important oh when, when applying for jobs well, no, I, for that, we're talking about two different things then, I think, in terms of when you're applying for a job, when you're actually putting an application form in, um, then, you're, then you're answering the questions and you're doing all the normal things. I think there what I'm talking about in what you can offer them is you've got to think outside the box. You've got to differentiate yourself. You've got to sometimes be creative in how you're doing, how you're putting yourself forward and what type of things you're actually saying. So I'm not saying... What can you offer? Um, what can you offer them when you're talking about a job, actual formal application? I am saying when you're reaching out to people um, in lots of different ways to try and build relationships, to try and extend your network, uh, you are going to get a much better response rate from thinking long and hard about each person that you're contacting instead of asking for favors, providing some solutions um, to whatever that might be. Um, and Dr. Urquhart gives a great example of how he effectively did that with um, his um, uh, his first job, which was uh, as an agent um, with one of the best agents in, I think it was Germany at the time. And um, he he asked for a favor and asked for a job. Um, he said the agent said there wasn't a job available. And so Urquhart said, I'm going to every month provide you a magazine of 10 or five articles of stuff going on in the football industry. And Urquhart did it week after week, month after month. The 10th month, the agent phoned up. Can you imagine the amount of work that Dr. Urquhart spent in putting all of these magazine pieces together for a top agent, not knowing whether it would actually work out or not? So that's what I mean. It's finding solutions, doing things outside the box, um, thinking long and hard about what the other person wants rather than what you want, at least in the beginning part. Um, Let's see. So JH27, Daniel, would you mind reading one of my blogs that entails a deal with a young player in Atletico Madrid regarding tapping up in the town where I lived? Um, yeah, more than happy to have a look. Um, uh, more than happy to help as much as I can. Um, Aria, uh, how did you keep uh, going in hard times and deal with setbacks, especially when writing done deal? Um, <clears throat> Well, with writing done deal, setbacks is like anything. Um, there's, I was when I was doing a bit more preparation here. Um, I'll tell you about an example. It was during my training contract actually, and um, when I was uh, training to be a lawyer, and there was one lawyer in particular um, who didn't give me the best appraisal in one of my in one of my seats, and I got some great advice from one of my mentors there um, at the law firm. Two of them actually that did my appraisal with me. And um, they more or less said that you either forget about it because hopefully on the whole, and it was, thank goodness, that most of my other appraisals were, were, were good and everything was okay. Um, but they said you either forget about it and move on and not work for that person again, or you go and speak to the person, do some more work for them and show them you can actually do a good job. And it's, the, um, it's that line in the Jungle Book, um, which is you either uh, run from it or learn from it and that's what I sort of realized in a little bit from what I was keen on doing which was 
yeah, I think sometimes you've just got to face up. It's not easy sometimes if you haven't done a great job or if you have or ways that can be communicated better otherwise. But um, yeah, it was it was tough to find all that time to be able to to work doing that all that drafting for Dundee. Or this was when I had my my oldest was was still pretty young. Um, I wasn't getting as much sleep as I'd like. I was working pretty hard and then having to do the book as well. But the point is, it's all. It's all manageable within reason if you can get those processes in place. That's what I'm a firm believer in. I'm like, I don't think there's much luck. You can certainly be born into easier positions, I agree. And I've been lucky enough that I was able to be funded by my mum and dad to be able to go to law school and everything like that that's, that's come of it. I don't doubt that for an absolute second. But what I have tried to do is work harder than the next person to give myself the best um, type of opportunity. Um, Lots of questions coming in now, which is great. Um, uh, Gordon, can you mention books that are similar to your done deal, uh, how to become a football agent, etc.? cetera? Um, yeah, there's a couple of really good ones. So I'd really recommend uh, these few, hold on a second. Um, this and these two are really good. Uh, the numbers game and football secret trade is really good. And the other one that I would really, really recommend that I've got recently um, is, um, is this, um, which is called The Price of Football. And this is by Kira Maguire. Um, I started reading that in chunks. I'd really recommend this. It's really good. It's more finance um, and, um, and money related, but it was really excellent. So, yeah, I'd highly recommend that. Um, in your own, uh, this is Matthew. In your own career, when did you start to see the perseverance and hard work pay off? Um, well, <laughs> the truth is, I'm not sure whether I have seen the perseverance and hard work pay off to, <laughs> to the extent I, I'm always looking to keep going, really. So <clears throat> um, I don't think there was any light bulb moments. I, I think actually it was at different times when I was doing more sports work. I was really enjoying all of my blogging. I was on Twitter quite a lot. Um, and uh, then I, I moved to uh, my law firm that I'm now at Sheridan's um, over five years ago and started doing exclusively football and sports work really a little bit longer. But um, I think it wasn't necessarily the light bulb moment of just thinking, um, you know, when did the perseverance pay off? It, it's a constant evolving thing. Um, you've just got to keep on grinding because one meeting may make the everything pay off. You just need to have one conversation with somebody who believes in what you're saying or what you're doing for a job, for a client, for an opportunity to meet someone, to go into other things. And now the truth is, is that, you know, I'm really lucky that I keep having to have clients um, speak to me about loads of interesting things going on in the football industry even now. So the point is I've got plenty of work to do after this um, um, uh, YouTube uh, video I've got two or three hours of work to possibly do um, so I'm not sure if that means the perseverance and hard work have paid off it actually means I'm having to still work pretty hard but that's um, yeah that's a different story um, uh, Endry sorry to bother you again Daniel yesterday I asked about journalism if it is a good path to becoming um, a, sport, a football agent I meant if being a sports journalist um, can help in growing the network knowing a lot of people from the football world and being in touch with them absolutely I think that's definitely um, definitely right so yeah if you've already got a network in sports anyway and then you want to go into um, the sports agency field yeah, I completely agree um, Robert um, 
Ah, sorry, that's it. So I know it's, Rob has already uh, replied. Mark, um, what was the turning point for you in getting to where you are now? Um, I, I don't think there is any turning point. I, I, I do remember even when I was doing my, my training contract as a, as a lawyer and training up that um, I knew at some point I wanted to try and do more sports work. Um, but I, I ultimately, I was probably pretty subconscious about it at the time or unconscious about it that I was just trying to do things better, just try and build relationships, speak to people, and do all the things that we've talked about. So I don't think there's a turning point. I think, and there's no magic formula. The magic formula simply is the process of doing. Um, and that's what gave me a lot of hope, really, which is keep on doing things that you're doing to invest in yourself and hopefully you get there. Um, Josie. Um, thanks for the question. I think it's a question um, or a statement. I've had so many setbacks and I will have more for sure, but I genuinely believe with the right attitude, everything is possible. You just have to keep going. I completely agree. That's the, that's the growth mindset. Uh, and it's the, the mindset, which is things aren't static, that you can get better, that opportunities are just around the corner, um, that lots is possible. Um, and um, you've just got to keep on going. Um, and, and everything is a challenge, but it's a challenge to more or less be overcome at some point. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, Nicholas, uh, thanks for the message. What was your mantra when and if sometimes you have thought to give up? Well, the, the, the truth is, I think, when it came to law, my honest view was is that I, I was still going to be a. I was still going to be a lawyer. I enjoyed being a lawyer, and I was doing loads of great work in lots of different sectors, including sports. So it was never really the my mindset of giving up. Really, it was just keep going. It, it that that's literally what it was. I, I was spending years um, reading lots of sports stuff, and meeting and, and networking, and doing whatever. But it wasn't like oh, I'm going to give up because it's never going to happen. It was literally just a very short, small, incremental step-by-step -step thing, really. Um, and that's what it was until it reached a critical mass where actually suddenly I was meeting really interesting people and they started giving me work. And then, you know, you go on to TV and you do things and you become a bit of a high, more high profile and you read things and you connect people in. And, and suddenly, you know, it, it all not just fits into place, but it just goes little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit. So that's what I would, um, yeah, that's what I'd recommend there. Um, Mazen, are there any books from, uh, any, any books from athletes that you recommend reading? Um, yeah, there's lots. Um, well, it just depends also. Do you mean athletes in terms of football player autobiographies or or those type of things on journeys, or we're we talking about books on athletes. I'm not sure the answer to that, but maybe you'll get that in just a second. Um, yep, uh, but th there's a couple of really good books. I, I think one of my favourites, even though I'm a Liverpool fan, <laughs> is um, Sir Alex Ferguson, the Manchester Manchester United manager's book um, called Leadership. Um, and that book, Leadership, is, is, it was brilliant. I, I so enjoyed it. It just gave really good practical tips on um, how he went about um, building the, the Manchester United empire and that incredible spell of dominance over um, a long period of time. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was that. The other book that was very good was 
actually um, Gary Neville's book as well. I don't want to recommend too many Man United uh, players here, but yeah, Gary Neville's book was um, yeah was excellent as well. I thought on those on that topic. Also, the other one that I really enjoyed was um, Steve McManaman's autobiography. So McManaman was a Liverpool player who then moved to Real Madrid and got quite a lot of success at Real Madrid. Um, yeah, and he sort of went out of his comfort zone. And was uh, yeah, it was excellent. Um, Robert, do you believe that most of the people in the industry have the integrity and transparency for the greater cause, which is improving the game, or a lot of agents executives have other ways? Um, I think it's a bit of a cynical view in my mind. Um, I don't. Th I think most people are in in the industry because. Um, they want um, to make a difference. They want to impact and how and make change and uh, enjoy what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. I think, like any industry, I'm not sure I know too many people, but in any industry, in any sectors, there's going to be people that, you know, all they're interested in is making money or doing deals or not doing things in the right way or otherwise. So I'm not sure it's just football that um, has its issues um, generally. There are obviously issues at different times that get raised with integrity in terms of match fixing or anti-doping or you know transparency on particular things. But you know, uh, my view is it's not just necessary the football industry. Um, Aria uh, Ian Wright's book. Okay, yeah, that's great. Um, JH27. Will there be another agent summit in London? Um, if we can, of course. Yeah. So. I was speaking with Dr. Eckert about that as well. Um, depending on um, yeah everything COVID nineteen at the moment, we're either going to definitely do one um, as a physical conference, or we might try and do a digital conference. I'm not sure if I've said something I shouldn't have said, but yeah, we're going to try and do something for sure. It just depends whether we'll be able to do it um, or not. So on that note, we're coming up to thirty minutes. Um, I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody for joining in on a Friday. Thanks, everybody, for joining the course. I see the same names um, throughout the week, which has been brilliant. Please uh, tell people about the course. It will be available for anybody to be able to watch um, and download. Um, do tell people and subscribe to this as well and like it. Um, the more subscriptions, the more people will know about it, the more word we can spread about you know, doing some of these things and, um, and just generally, I guess, improving ourselves. So thanks very much for, for joining. It's been a privilege to chat to you guys as always. And let me know, even if it's just on message or anything, if there's other particular topics that you'd be interested in hearing about in more detail. Thanks again and have a, a good rest of your Friday and a lovely weekend. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok and Instagram at Football Law. Read my blogs and listen to my previous podcasts via my website, danielg.com forward slash blogs. Please do subscribe to the Dundeal Football Podcast, like, share, and tag me. If you like the content, if not my voice, you'll probably also like my book, Dundeal, an insider's guide to football contracts, multi-million pound transfers, and Premier League big business. A bit of a mouthful. It's available to buy in hard copy, digitally, and via Audible. All links are in the podcast show notes. Lastly, the podcast is powered by 13 which is a fashion brand I've started. All proceeds go towards cancer charity research and particularly the stellar work done by John Krell, who has helped my mum through some difficult times over the last few years. You can take a look at the merch and hopefully buy a t-shirt, hoodie, cap, or all three. Please do spread the word 
and go to 13shop.co.uk. That's 13shop.co.uk. Thanks for listening.